Hello and welcome to another episode of the Transportation Exchange Podcast presented by Rush Truck Centers of Canada. I'm your host, Jason Cuddy, and on today's episode, we're excited to welcome Richard Short, President and COO of Rush Truck Centers of Canada. Richard, welcome to the podcast. Yeah, thanks for having me, Jason. So today we wanted to dive in and kind of, you know, go back into your history and your career path, but mainly because of where it started, I thought it was an interesting topic, um, you know, as, as we look at getting more technicians into the industry, um, you know, your career started there. And, you know, it's obviously branched off in something different, but we wanted to dig in, understand how you got into it, why you got into it. And, you know, we can dive into what the future looks like for technicians going forward. So maybe we'll start with how you got into the yeah. industry. Sure. That's great, Jason. Thanks. Um, so, yeah, how did I get in the industry is uh, unlike a lot of the people on your podcast, they kind of fell in it by default. Well, I actually didn't. For some strange reason, I wanted to be a mechanic since I was in grade school. So, you know, the the interesting part is, I come from a family of seven and our typical career path would be, you know, go to post-secondary school, go to a Catholic high school and, and go down that path into a business or some sort of, you know, um, IT or somewhere on those lines. But for some reason, I always wanted to just own a gas station. <laughs> so I remember the day I was negotiating with my mother. I should have went to Neil McNeil High School, but I really wanted to go to Birch Mountain Porter because I could become a technician there. So you know, after about an hour of negotiating with her, she finally gave up and let me go my own way. So I was pretty happy about that. So, you know, I went to Birchmount for two years, and then I went to WA Porter for two years. And then I did a two-year stint at Centennial College in an automotive business program, which really, at that time, I was only going down the path because I wanted to be a technician. But there was some business that was associated with it, and much to my my chagrin, it came in handy later in life. So that was a bit of an accident, I can tell you that much. So after I was done school, I did my apprenticeship at Becker Milk. And if everyone remembers, you know, Becker Milk was on Warden Avenue. They had milk stores all over, but they had a fleet of about 100 trucks. And, you know, I worked for them for a few years, got my apprenticeship. And then I went to work for Hendry Transport. And that, at that time was one of the oldest cartage companies in Canada. And it was interesting. It was down on Peter Street. And when you talk about emerging technologies, which we might talk a bit later on, it it was actually in a horse barn. So they had started off like horse and buggy, and that's where the shop was. You actually worked in the in the barn. And then I had the opportunity, and I went to work for Peterbilt. And that's really where my management sort of slash career started to take off a bit. I started there and became service manager pretty quickly and sort of moved away, moved up the ranks and you know, opened some dealerships, you know, pretty well ran a lot of those stores for a few years. So, yeah, and then I met Kevin, and the rest sort of speaks for itself. Here I am sitting as president of the company and pretty happy where I'm sitting today. It's a it's a very exciting story because I think a lot of, you know, we've been in the industry a long time, and a lot of technicians think, get a technician, you stay there for life, and you can totally do it, and it's a great, great career. Um, but it's always interesting to hear the stories of, you know, people who started and you had a passion for it too. You didn't fall into it. It's something you want to do. And then through opportunities and a bit of, you know, you know, probably some good mentorship as well, different you know opportunities open up and you say yes to them, you take them. And then it's neat to see where you can go with that technician background, you know, to where you are today, you know, as president of the company. And I think mm-hmm. at a dealership level, it, it helps because you get a really good understanding of what, you know, the guys on the floor are looking at, but also what the customers are, are trying to get. And you can really connect the dots and I think really relate to everyone, you know, at, at that level of the company. Yeah. Yeah. And along the way, I've met like a ton of really, really good people. Like um, one of the fellows that 
was related to the founder of Becker's. He still leases a truck from us to this day. Um, you know, the people of Peterbilt, I've met them from time to time along my career. They're really nice people. And at Rush, I've met several, several owners of companies, um, service managers for companies, and trying to understand and fill their needs. You know, as a, as a tech on the shop floor, you just got a broken truck. But when you're in the management side of it, you also have a broken truck that's really stopping someone from creating commerce. So you really got to be on your toes to get that truck back up and running for that customer. Yeah. And like you said, having that little bit of business definitely paid off in, 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 in as you move forward. Um, you know, and we look at, you know, our dealership as a whole, obviously there's different skills tied into that because as a technician level, um, you know, you're, you're touching a whole bunch of different things. You're doing new, you're doing used, but obviously as, as a dealership level, even to move up within a company, you can tap into other items like sales, you know, parts, leasing, you know, there's a whole lot that, that you can move up into, uh, you know, starting at that, at that level. Yeah. And we, and we look at, at the dealership world in itself, like you say, Jason, there's lots of areas that you can, you can sort of span off into, like there's, you know, the sales department, your podcast, for example, new truck department or used truck department our salespeople that go out and sell parts on the road or lease and rental, you know, there's all different skill sets there, but, but in, in conjunction with that, there's an IT component, a finance component, a marketing component, a human resources component. And then when we get to the technician side of it, you know, there's all kinds of different products that they need to work on. Our Navistar product, our, our Calmar shunt truck, our Isuzu, and recently our crane carrier, and all our trailer lines as well. Yeah, there's, there's, I think... That's the exciting part for someone getting in. It's it's not just a one piece of equipment you're, you're fixing every day. It's every day. It's a different challenge. It's, it's a different product line. Mm-hmm. And I think again, a company you know our size and the different locations we have, it offers you different lifestyle choices too. You know, if you're a, a city person, you can work within the you know the city core. If you're an outdoors oh, yeah. person and wants you know different pace of life, you know there's there's dealerships. So that's something for someone getting into the industry to consider. Is you know, yeah. you know what kind of lifestyle do I want, and, and you know what who gives me that opportunity to, to meet that? No, absolutely. That's a very fair point. So I'll go back to one of my career moves was I had to actually move. So. You know, you also need the the support of your wife. My wife, Sinead, supported me quite a bit and my two kids. So I've moved a few times just for different roles to get to where I am today, not knowing this is where I'd land. But, you know, without the support of your family, you can't really get any of this done. True. But having said that, like, if I'm a technician and I'm a young kid right now and I like fishing and I like hunting, I'm going to Timmins for a few years. Yes. I'm going to go work up there and I'm just going to have some fun and I'm going to learn a lot. And then I'm going to come back to Toronto if I want. And maybe I'll go into truck sales or maybe I'll go into part sales. Maybe I'll go into management. A lot of our managers are technicians and have been in the business for a long time. So there's a ton of opportunity if you just sort of, if you just look at yourself in the, in the mirror and say, I can do this, you know, and we're always looking for people and we're looking at people to see who the next people are. Like we're looking at who the next Richard is. Like we got to find that person. I'm 63. I'm not going to be around. So when I'm walking around and I'm talking to people, I'm always looking for the next person to take over the next person's job. Yeah. So there's a ton of opportunity. There is. And, you know, we've seen it in, in the industry as a whole. There's definitely a demand. Um, but obviously as a business ourselves, we, we see it. And I think one thing for those, you know, listening who are, who are thinking of getting into the industry or just, you know, starting to go to school, thinking of a career path, I think the biggest part they need to wrap their head around is you think a technician, you think, you know, definitely mechanic, you think very hands-on, and it's still that for sure. But the technology is changing so fast that we're not, you know, an old school 
uh, you know, industry. We're, we're basically we're high tech at this point. Oh yeah, for sure. Like the you know the the internal combustion engine at one point has got to go away. Um, you know, we're just hearing it from the environmental perspective. Uh, but the technician's role has changed significantly. Where back in the day, you know, our parents didn't want us to go there because you know you can't be a truck driver, you can't be a mechanic. That's dirty, dirty work. Well, today it's high tech. You're working with computers. You're working with IT. You know, all the things that you got to connect to a vehicle. The the, the new connection, um, on command connection, where they're you know monitoring the truck as it going as it's going down the road and updating it all software along the way. There's a lot of technology in our vehicles. Yeah, it's it's and there's more coming, which which is yeah. which relate to you know, at some point, you know, these engines will be phased out completely, and it's you know it's the next generation of technicians coming on board that are going to be at the forefront of not only helping make that change, but also keeping that new technology on the road. And like you said, it's it's a different world. You know, the, the this younger generation that's grown up with computers their whole life is that's a huge asset now to them because it's it's a large chunk of what diagnosing a truck is today yeah so we just ordered our first uh, electric mv and we're going to set up our electrification station in markham i believe and right now like really none of us really know anything about it so we've all got to learn it including myself so we've got to get our technicians trained and we got to go to our customers and educate our customers and we're getting a ton of inbounds from our customers that they want to be involved in the electrification process so there's a lot of new interesting things coming in the next few years. Yeah, and that's just going to keep growing. I mean, obviously, we, you know, the U.S. seems to be leading the way, especially in California, because that's probably where a lot of subsidies are, and they're pushing you know, the, the green incentive, and it's trickling down. We're starting to see it. So like you said, we're, we're getting it from customers as far as interest level. Maybe it's a corporate mandate. A certain percentage of fleet needs to be green or zero emission. Um, and then at some point, you know, Canada and the provinces will start recognizing that and throwing some incentives and once i think those start rolling in is when the floodgates will start to open and as you mentioned the different product lines we have all of those product lines have a zero emission component either available or coming very soon and and you know the cost of it is pretty high at the moment but it's just like your your home computer you know no one could afford to buy a home computer but now you can pick them up for next to nothing so once the technology and infrastructure catches up yeah these vehicles are going to be on the road yeah, and it's it's a skill set that you know we need to find, and those looking to get into school and and look at this as a, a career path, I think it's an exciting one because it's it's something different, and they'll they'll be the leaders of this of this technology as as we go forward. Yeah, and and you'll end up with a lot of job security. You know, we went through COVID, and you know we we did pretty good keeping our people employed, and and my my mantra is as long as it has rubber wheels. We're going to need people to go out there and fix them and sell them. Yep. No, it'll still break down at some point and you got to get it back on the road. And I think the pandemic did show that as far as the different industries that are, you know, you don't say, you know, proof of anything as far as recession proof or whatever, but it definitely of all the industries that kind of took a hit, um, this one definitely kept going, if not got stronger um, as we went. Correct. So it's, you know, if you're looking at it, you said job security, um, there's not many careers that going into, you know, you pretty much got a career for life. Um, you know, technician, you kind of got that lined up for you. Yep. No, I agree. Yeah. And then we've got some other, you know, there's other ones coming down, some alternative fuels. There's other mixes that, you know, we might see, uh, again, I think it's incentive based, especially here in Canada, but you know, there's, if someone's not fully into electric side, there's other different emerging technologies that they can kind of get their hands into and get wrap their head around. And I think from, you know, from a dealership point of view and looking to attract people and get people, we're going to be looking for people who kind of have almost an expertise or an interest in certain 
certain lanes that, you know, the current guys on the floor don't have because they're going to be the ones we need to kind of, you know, acquire and get get trained up on this new technology. Well, you know, we've talked about the technicians, you know, coming on board and, you know, what to expect from as far as the technology and what we're looking for. Having gone through it and coming on as a technician and going through the apprentice program, any any personal advice you give to those looking at this career or starting this career today? Yeah, I think it's, it's a great career. Um, you know, there's, you know, there's a lot of things to learn in, in our career. Um, there's always a path for advancement or change. So, you know, you, you can start off as an apprentice technician. You can move to a foreman. You can move to a service writer. You can move to a service manager. And then you could move to a general manager of one of our locations at one point. So you kind of got to look at it as a long-term path that you want to execute and if you're happy staying as a technician that's great too because we have a lot of guys that do that and you know they're the experts and they're the go-to guys in the shop so you can end up just being the go-to guy for all these emerging technologies that are coming out because the younger guys are going to know more about the new technology and they're going to probably be a lot smarter about it to teach guys like me in the future right so i think it's a great move for someone to be in no i agree you know and couldn't let you go without asking. I mean, you, you had a passion to get into this industry as a, as a mechanic and as a technician, obviously for what you do today on a day-to-day basis, you're, you know, you're, you're not getting your hands involved, you know, do you miss it? You know, what, what do you miss about it? And you know, what are you doing to scratch that itch to kind of yeah. keep that passion inside going? Yeah. So I, I do miss it a bit, but I also did uh, quite understand that as I got older, I probably couldn't do it like physically. And right. you know, there was a lot of challenges from that perspective. But I'll still go out in the shop from time to time and, and I'll, I'll ask a question or point something out to one of their techs and they'll give me that, what, what are you talking about, look. And then, you know, I, I kind of still know a little bit about what goes on out there. And I also find that comes in handy when I'm getting dragged into an account where the customer is a little bit on the upset side. So that helps me smooth things over quite a bit. So I try and keep up to date on the peripheral as much as I can. Right. But it is kind of challenging. You know, um, I'm 63, as I said earlier, probably retiring one day. So I have a shop I built at home and I'm working on some old cars there. Nice. And that's kind of what I'm going to continue to do when I retire. So, yeah. I mean, I, yeah, so I still like getting dirty. Yeah. And the nice part is those cars haven't really hit the new technology yet. So no, those, of- those cars I can fix. <laughs> there you go. I can fix those cars. Fair enough. Well, look, we want to thank you so much for taking yeah. the time, uh, giving us your backstory. I think it's a great story. It's great for people looking at getting into new street to kind of understand the different options you have as a potential career. Again, technician all day long. If you want to expire for more, or look at more opportunities, I think you've proven that the door is wide open. You can go all the way to the top, um, you know, say yes to opportunities, you know, challenge yourself, learn, um, but definitely get involved. And I think, you know, there's a new wave of technology coming that we're going to need a lot of sharp, you know, young people to come and come in and, and learn it. And um, I think this is a, a great industry for them. And I appreciate you sharing your path of through the industry. Well, that, Sorry, go ahead. Well, thanks very much for having me on, Jason. I really appreciate it. Yeah, definitely. Well, that thanks can... for all your podcasts. You're doing a great job. Right Thank there. you. I think you're doing a wonderful and job. Thanks for, for coming on. It's been it's been fun to have you. Uh, that concludes today's episode. I want to thank Richard uh, for joining us and sharing his his personal story. And we also want to uh, let you know if you are a technician or looking to be a technician or know anyone that uh, is looking to join this industry, uh, you can check out our careers. And get a little bit more information there. And otherwise, um, to catch up on any past episodes, check us out at transportationexchangepodcast.ca. And until next time, thanks for listening.